Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Monday the 15th of July. Coming up, teacher back in front of students after having legs and fingers amputated. They inspire me to to achieve what I want to get to my end goal, which is walking in and out of a classroom with prosthetics. Smoking rates across Kent revealed. It tends to be commoner in more deprived areas and commoner within social groups who tend to smoke together as part of their social norm. And new exhibition challenges perceptions about homelessness. Although it's a massive problem, it isn't necessarily well understood. So people have a certain idea in their mind of who is homeless and if we can bust these myths, we as a society are in a better position to help people. Kent Online News. For our top story today, we've been catching up with a teacher who spent more than a month in a coma after contracting meningitis and sepsis. Greg Keating initially thought he had flu when he became ill in January last year, but ended up having both of his legs and nine of his fingers amputated. More than £60,000 has been raised so he can get prosthetics and one day walk back into the classroom. He's also been given a special recognition award for returning to teach IT at the Mass Schools Academy in Paddock Wood. He chatted to Nicola after the ceremony. There was definitely times um, when I was in hospital that I, I genuinely didn't think that I would I'd make it back into the classroom. Um, so um, to now be picking up an award um, is um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Tell us a bit about that determination. What was it that made you think I am going to do this, I am going to get back and I will be teaching IT again. Um, a lot of it um, started, when I, it, it began when I started receiving messages from the students um, and every day, you know, I'd wake up, there'd be a new message through from another student, not even necessarily from math schools, but from another student in the, in the Lee Academy Trust. Um, and that, that truly inspired me. Um, and actually, without some of those messages, I don't, even though if I would be um, where I am now um, in my in my recovery process, um, it's it's been been amazing. Yeah, I must say when we first heard that you were very very poorly, the amount of students that immediately wanted to speak to us when we said we were covering the story on KMFM and on Kent Online. I mean, people were sending messages and then we started seeing all these donations come in. I mean, it's incredible the impact that you've had on so many children and then subsequently the impact, I guess, they've had on you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, um, they, they inspire me to, to achieve what I want to get to, my end goal, which is walking... Um, in and out of a classroom with prosthetics um, and um, similarly I hope that I, I inspire them to achieve all of their goals in life. I'm sure you do. As far as your goals are concerned, we know tens of thousands of pounds has been raised to, to help you. How is your recovery going? How are you? Um, yeah, it's going well. Um, I, I'm walking um, occasionally on my prosthetics um, but I'm yeah, having a little bit of problems with my legs at the moment so they're looking at ways of resolving that. Um, regarding the hands, they're looking at more surgery on the hands um, so they can work out um, what, what's, what, what I could have prosthetic-wise. Um, so it's still kind of a work in progress, um, but actually, um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully in the near future I'll, I'll, I'll be 
be back on my legs and and teaching almost normally (laughs) (laughs) and to see the huge smile on your face when you say that I mean that's that's fantastic to see I mean teaching is difficult at the best of times but how has it been for you coming back and to have to adapt with how you are yeah the the students at math schools have been brilliant um they've they've really welcomed me back um I was when I was in hospital I was very um I was I was worried about how they was going to accept me back um but actually going back in and talking to the students and actually just talking openly about what's happened, um, them seeing my legs as they are now. Um, we, we've had conversations about it and they've been massively accepting of everything and, yeah, they've been, they've been brilliant for me. So, yeah, actually, yeah, thank you to the math school students, yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day... You are still Mr Keating, aren't you? So it doesn't really matter. As you say, they've inspired you. You've helped them. And, you know, that's it's just part of school life now, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah. Getting around, getting around work has been has been fine. There's been no issues there. So, um, yeah, thank you to the the team at Math Schools that have made that easy for me. The transition going from hospital back into work has been has been great. Um, And, yeah, the students have just been been incredible. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, a man's been arrested after a woman in her 20s told police she was raped in Chatham. She's said to have been attacked in a subway between Dock Road and Melville Court in the early hours of yesterday. Officers are questioning a 30-year-old Maidstone man and are keen to hear from witnesses or anyone with dashcam or CCTV footage. A second man's been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder after a robber who was part of Kent's biggest Heist was shot. Paul Allen was involved in the £53 million Securitas robbery in Tunbridge in 2006. The 41-year-old's in a critical condition in hospital after being attacked at his home in Woodford Green in London on Thursday night. New figures show three areas of Kent have some of the highest smoking rates in the UK. Folkestone and Hythe, Ashford and Sittingbourne and Sheppey have been named among the worst 10 places in the country. The day it shows about two in ten people in those areas regularly light up. Seven Oaks is at the other end of the scale with just eight percent of people there smoking. That's the eleventh lowest rate nationally. Dr. John Charville is a GP in Deal. Smoking has lots of causes, but it tends to be commoner in more deprived areas and commoner within social groups who tend to smoke together as part of their social norm. The NHS does offer smoking prevention advice and smoking cessation advice free to everybody, but people need to want to stop smoking and need to know how to access it, which is usually via community pharmacy or via the One New Kent website, which again people may not be aware of. It's a website freely available to everybody in Kent, which tells them about prevention services for all sorts of things. so why those particular towns are high in prevalence, I'm not sure, but it's quite frightening how some people are unaware, for instance, that COPD is a one-way street. If they don't stop smoking and they get early chronic bronchitis and emphysema, that's irreversible. So it's really important that people stop smoking before they get permanent damage completely apart from lung cancer and heart attacks, which plainly kill 300 people a day in the UK due to cigarette smoking. 
So there's lots of reasons for people to stop. They just need to be made aware how they can and then to realise how much money they'll save um, and hopefully take up the services which are freely available for them. You can find out what the smoking rates are like in your area by reading our story at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. Cash and cigarettes have been stolen after three Thanet businesses were broken into overnight. The shops in Birchington and Broadstairs were targeted in the early hours of this morning. It's believed a car, which was also reported stolen, was used to damage the fronts of two of the buildings. Firefighters have been called to four separate bin fires at one block of flats in Margate in the space of a week. On Saturday, crews dealt with two blazes at Invicta House in Millmead Road. Meantime, firefighters have also been dealing with a beach hut that caught a light in the town. The blaze near the Royal Esplanade late last night is thought to have been caused by heat radiating from a used disposable barbecue. There are concerns food delivery services could add to the obesity crisis in a Kent town. Uber Eats was launched in Folkestone in April and Deliveroo has also started operating there this month. Councillors have questioned the impact it could have on people's health. Now, new exhibitions opened in Canterbury aiming to show the scale of hidden homelessness. Porchlight has teamed up with a photographer who's taken pictures of homeless people looking happy, clean and tidy. They're hoping to show that you can't always tell when someone doesn't have anywhere to live. Chris Thomas, who's from the charity, says they're also trying to tackle the ideas people might have about rough sleepers. Some of the common misconceptions around homelessness are that people do it to themselves, that's not true. Um, There are lots of complicated factors that uh, cause people to end up on the streets. No one on the streets really wants to be there. Um, Another misconception is that the people on the streets are uh, they're quite low skilled. So ultimately, once we've uh, worked with them, we want them to go out and get jobs. businesses kind of assume that they don't have a lot of skills, but we work with people from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds. You know, kind of bankers, people who've worked in the film industry, uh, people in fashion, uh, cooks. Um, There are as many people, as many stories behind homelessness as you'd find in any other walk of life. It's important to recognise the statistics uh, related to homelessness because homelessness is so high right now. But at the same time, we can't forget that the, the stories of the people uh, who are on the streets, um, if we forget that, then that becomes much more difficult for us to help them and to bring their talents to the surface and to support them in a way that they end up where they should be. It's important to remember that homelessness, although it's a massive problem, it isn't necessarily well understood. So people have a certain idea in their mind of who is homeless. And if we can bust these myths, that means that we as a society are in a better position to help people. Photographer Robert Greshoff told us how he came up with the idea for the exhibition. I just finished shooting a, uh, a day of photographing uh, bankers in the city. Um, I was on my way home and I was trying to work out what other story I could tell. And by the time I got home, I had figured out that homelessness was a story I wanted to tell. So then it was a question of, um, of how, how I did that. Um, so they're a vulnerable group, group, group of people. Um, I didn't want to take advantage of them. Um, so um, that's when I contacted Portrait. But in terms of how the images are put together, um, with, with photography, context is, is everything. So, you know, if, if, 
if you, if you think about where we live, our homes inform who we are, our workspaces inform who we are. Um, and I thought the way to do it would be to photograph homeless people the same way I would photograph guys in the city. So you strip out the background completely and you're just left with the individual. Um, another aspect, of course, is that it also means that as a photographer, I'm quite transparent. So I, I'm hoping the images are seen not as images, but just as the people as they presented themselves. So my intervention as a photographer is, is minimal. That's my hope. And uh, yeah, so I approached Porchlight about uh, 19 months ago, and uh, it's, it's now here. I just think they're all, they're all great people. I, mean, I don't know what else to say. They've all come across, they came across to me really, really well. Um, they're all very strong individuals. They've all engaged with me as the photographer and with the audience really openly, and I just think that's been fantastic. It is about showing the, 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 the joint humanity we all share, whether you are lucky enough to have a well-paid job in the city or you, you know, lying around in, in, in Canterbury. It's, it's, in essence, you are basically the same. And I think that's the point I want to make. Um, um, if you strip away the context and the luck which puts people where they are, um, ultimately, there's no difference. You can see the photos at the Beanie in Canterbury until September. Kent Online reports. An elderly sailor who was thought to have gone missing at sea for over a week has been found safe and well on his yacht in Folkestone. 84 year old Trevor Franklin was last seen on his boat Stardog in Dover on his way from East Sussex to France earlier this month. His family hadn't heard from him since, but the Coast Guard tracked him down on Saturday night. One of Medway's biggest family mansions has been sold for more than £1.5 million and the money's been given to charity. The seven-bedroom Bowley Hill house near Rochester went on the market almost four years ago after the owners died. Proceeds from the sale of the Grade 2 listed building will go to the Halpen Charitable Foundation, which gives people from disadvantaged backgrounds the opportunity to get involved in the arts. And a bird of prey has been rescued from the side of the M20. Traffic officers found the buzzard near Maidstone stone yesterday and took it to a local pet centre. It's not thought to be badly injured. That's it for now but for more news throughout the day you can head to kentonline.co.uk News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.